Welcome to Puckheads. I'm Matt Rosenberg. Uh, Zach Smith is out tonight. He's actually traveling back uh, from the holidays, so he will be back next week. But wanted to drop a very quick podcast here on Puckheads on December the 2nd, and it's hard to believe that we're already in the month of December, but we are, and there's uh, quite a bit to talk about, so didn't want to skip a podcast for a week, so I'm going to get into it really briefly, and well, the first story that we got to talk about is Bill Peters resigning as the head coach of the Calgary Flames. He was caught up in a scandal where he was accused of using racial epithets to Akeem Alou, a former Chicago Blackhawks prospect, and Rightfully so, Bill Peters was let go or or resigned as the head coach of the Calgary Flames. And I think it's something that we have to be cognizant of that. And it was the right decision by Bill Peters to step down and to not have a job anymore as a head coach in the NHL. It's something that just can't happen if you are a head coach anymore. We saw it with Mike Babcock. And his the stories of his treatment of the players as he, you know, left and uh, came out. Unfortunately, there's just no room for this in the game anymore. And what we see is Bill Peters rightfully losing his job. You just can't call players racial epithets or physically harm them. It, it's just, it's not acceptable in today's society. And Bill Peters was let go, and it's a major storyline. Uh, right now, the Calgary Flames looking for a permanent head coach. They've responded with a few wins, but it's something that Bill Peters, it'll be interesting to see. Does he get another job? He doesn't have the resume that Mike Babcock has, and quite frankly, the reputation where he can get away with stunts like these where Mike Babcock could. So, uh, Bill Peters out as the head coach of the Calgary Flames. Going on to other news throughout the NHL, Brian Dumoulin, (laughs) I mean, boy, the Pittsburgh Penguins just having a tough time fighting the injury bug. He's the latest Penguin to go on the injury shelf. He is out for eight weeks following ankle surgery to repair ligaments, and he joins Sidney Crosby, Brian Russ, uh, Peter Boonstag as Penguins who have been on long-term injury reserve or have hit the shelf due to injuries. Meanwhile, with the Pittsburgh Penguins, they continue to win and continue to hold their playoff spot no matter how precarious it may be. On the other injury news, Zach Rudensky is out for the Blue Jackets. He's out for four weeks due to sh- sh- shoulder injury. Uh, he... He is going to be out. He's been battling this for a little while throughout the season and throughout his career. He's had some shoulder issues. It's a huge loss for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just an, an injury that they can ill afford to have right now. Going on to some of the teams that are hot throughout the NHL as we enter this December, uh, the Boston Bruins, my goodness, were 19-3-5 so far in the year. They are undefeated at home, and this is just a team that continues to thrive and show no signs of a Stanley Cup loss hangover. The Boston Bruins just phenomenal this year at home. As I mentioned, they were undefeated 11-0-4 
and they're led by a terrific top line of David Pasternak, who leads the NHL in goals at 25, and he has also led the Boston Bruins to seven wins in a row. Just an incredible feat by the Boston Bruins. Brad Marchand also in the top four of the uh, NHL in points at 42. Uh, Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron, one of the best top lines in all of hockey. So the Boston Bruins continue their winning ways and just make an incredible, incredible effort as they continue to try to run through the league. They caught the Washington Capitals for the best record in the Eastern Conference. Going into another team that's been hot so far, the surging Philadelphia Flyers. They've been fantastic throughout the month of November. They have won four in a row, and they have 24 points. They have gotten points in 14 of their 16 games, and it's been an all-hands-on-deck effort for the Philadelphia Flyers. Ivan Proveraw has been fantastic on the blue line. In addition, Kevin Hayes has had goals lately in several games. He's starting to turn it around. Carter Hart and Brian Elliott have really teamed up and given some stellar goaltending to this team in the last couple of games. And they've allowed no more than three goals in the last couple of games. They, they actually had a streak of, before the last game, two goals or less in three goal games in a row. So the Philadelphia Flyers, they've been fantastic and just getting contributions from everybody as well. Meanwhile, the San Jose Sharks continue to climb up the standings in the Pacific Division. They're currently third as of this recording on Monday, December 2nd. They went 3-1 last week, as Zach mentioned in his notes. They've had the offense has really started to get going for the San Jose Sharks. This is a team they've gotten the great goaltending from Martin Jones lately, and it's a team that just has started to really seem like they're hitting their stride. Um, and it's just an impressive effort for the San Jose Sharks, a team that was dead last in the Western Conference earlier, about four weeks ago. They've really started to turn it on, and you got to like the way this team is looking so far with the defense really contributing, the offense starting to turn it around. Patrick Marlowe, Logan Couture, they're getting contributions up and down the lineup, and it comes at a perfect time for the San Jose Sharks when they really have needed to get contributions from all four lines, and they're getting it. And so the San Jose Sharks have been great in that aspect of their game. We're going to get over to the Chicago Blackhawks now in terms of what are they going to This is a team that's struggling very heavily. The Chicago Blackhawks, after a fantastic week against the Dallas Stars where they took three out of four points, uh, they have not really followed that up with two great performances against the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche smoked them in a home-and-home this past week, and it was 12-5 to was the total goal differential for the Colorado Avalanche. And the Blackhawks' defensive coverage was just very poor, especially in that game on Saturday where they lost 7-3. to They gave up a lot of easy chances, and it wasn't Robert Leonard's fault when you're having guys that are coming unimpeded down the slot, down the, you know, winning puck battles too easily, defensive men are just letting guys, there's guys that are skating through the zone unimpeded, and it's been something that's 
a huge concern for the Chicago Blackhawks. It's whether there's not enough pieces on this roster to form a, a, a complete team. The Blackhawks are just lacking in several aspects. Not only that, but the power play has been just ice cold for the Chicago Blackhawks. Alex DeBrincat's been quiet for a big chunk of the year, so has Jonathan Taze. This is a team that needs more out of their starters, and they're simply not getting it right now. The abysmal power play has been a huge cause of the issues for the Chicago Blackhawks so far this year. And you look at it, this is a team that it's they win one or two, they look great, then they lose three in a row. This is a team that's just has not been bailing out their goaltenders. Corey Crawford and Robin Leonard have played great so far over the season for the Chicago Blackhawks. However, they have not been able to, you know, provide enough defense in order to be bailed out by their goaltenders enough. And their goaltenders have been asked to shoulder and just unfair burden for, you know, a majority of the year. And eventually that's going to come back and bite you. And right now what we're seeing with the Blackhawks is it is biting them. And it's something that's going to have to be corrected. And I'm not sure how Jeremy Colleton and Stan Bowman are going to be able to fix this. Let's move on to some other topics as well, though, with the Chicago Blackhawks talk. Let's move on from the Blackhawks. We're going to go to the top three teams of uh, that both Zach and I rank every week. And let's start with my side. My number three team is the St. Louis Blues. The St. Louis Blues have been fantastic throughout the year. Jordan Bennington has been great. Jake Allen as well. They have had great goaltending, but they're getting great contributions from other people. Braden Shen, uh, one of those players as well. They've been the most amazing thing about the St. Louis Blues has been that they've been able to weather the storm with Vladimir Tarasenko out, and it's just impressive to see that this team won the Stanley Cup. They're not a one-hit wonder. That's very obvious, but they're physical, but they've been able to score and get contributions from players to make up for the loss of Vladimir Tarasenko, and it's been a wondrous thing to see for the St. Louis Blues. Therefore, they are my number three team of the week. My number two team of the week is the Washington Capitals. The Washington Capitals have been great. They, again, are right there at the top of the Eastern Conference, tied with the Boston Bruins. But this is a Capitals team. They continue to get it done. Nicholas Batstrom, uh, you know, Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Brian Holby. You just say this team has been there. They've done that, and they continue to get it done. And it's impressive to see the Washington Capitals continue to get the job done and do it, you know, without little fanfare. It just seems like they're kind of flying under the radar because they're not necessarily the hottest team in the NHL right now. Which leads me to the number one team in my rankings. It's the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins, the hottest team. As I mentioned earlier, they've won seven in a row. They are undefeated in regulation at home. This Boston Bruins team, I mean, my goodness. The top line of David Pasternak, of Patrice Bergeron, and Brad Marchand has been spectacular all year long. This is a team that continues to get it done game in game out and they're getting contributions not only from their big line but David Backus had a goal with his return earlier this week and you know Jake DeBrus you have a bunch of guys who are able to contribute and 
when Boston gets the inevitable depth that they're going to get around the trade deadline, it's only going to make them that much more dangerous. But this team has the top record in the NHL, 19-3-5, tied for the best uh, most points with the Washington Capitals. This is a team that has really turned it on. And the reason they're the number one team is you look at it, and they just have completely ran away from the rest of the Atlantic Division. They have a 12-point lead on the Florida Panthers. And that's incredible at this early stage to have that big of a lead. That's an impressive feat for the Boston Bruins. And that's what makes them the number one team of the week. So, uh, getting the Zats rankings, he has the St. Louis Blues as number three. Uh, for a lot of the reasons that we mentioned, the Boston Bruins, number two, Zach wanted to mention that, you know, Tuka Rask was great in some of these games throughout the weekend. He made a great stop the other night against the Ottawa Senators to keep that a one nothing game, which allowed Boston to come back with a couple goals in the third quarter to beat Ottawa in a come-from-behind victory. As well, the number one ranked team that Zach has this week is the Washington Capitals. The Washington Capitals continue to get it done. As Zach mentions, you know, Alex Ovechkin just continues to get it done, and it's amazing to see this guy just continue to pump in goals. He's second in the NHL with 20 goals this year. Really quickly, let's get into our players of the week now that we've gotten into our teams of the week. And well, I'm going to go first, and my player of the week is Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon had 12 points this past week in just an absolutely incredible performance. Sorry, make that nine points this past week. Excuse me, not 12 points. Uh, Nathan McKinnon had nine points in just an incredible performance where it, it, it's just, it's amazing to see when he puts up three goals and six assists, and we just think of it like, eh, you know, it's not that great of a performance, or it's just par for the course, but Nathan McKinnon has been absolutely fantastic. I mean, single-handedly destroying the Blackhawks with seven points in the two games against the Blackhawks on back-to-back -back nights, nonetheless. But Nathan McKinnon just continuing to get it done for the Colorado Avalanche. He has 42 points, tied with David Pasternak for fourth in the NHL. Grand Marchand is 43, by the way. I have switched those guys up. Uh, going on to the player of the week for Zach, it's Logan Couture. Three goals and one assist, and it just continues Logan Couture's hot play for the San Jose Sharks. He has been incredible so far over the last couple of weeks. He had actually back-to-back -back nights where he had game winners in overtime for the San Jose Sharks last week, and then he continued it up with this past week. Three goals and one assist for Logan Couture, and he is the player of the week for Zach as the San Jose Sharks. Now going into our games of the week, we have the Colorado Avalanche at the Boston Bruins for me, Saturday night, 6 p.m. That is must-see TV. If you would like to see a fun game, go watch the Colorado Avalanche and the Boston Bruins play. It's going to be a great performance with Nathan McKinnon trying to keep up with David Pasternak and Brad Marchand. You see Tuka Rask, Philip Grubhauer, and that, that's a great goaltending battle between two of the top teams in the NHL on Saturday night. Sats game of the week is the Vegas Golden Knights against the New York Islanders. The Islanders can continuing to play well even after their streak was snapped, and the Vegas Golden Knights trying 
to get out of the mini slump that they've had. That game is on Thursday night at 7 p.m. I think a chance to see Mark Stone and Matt Pacioretty go up against Barry Trotz's defense, as Zach would say. It's going to be a fascinating matchup to watch. Two really, really good teams, and both that are starting to find their way, especially the Islanders, and Vegas trying to get back on track for the Vegas Golden Knights. And now it's time for our highlight segment of the show. It's time for Smith's Hits. And Smith's Hits, where we give you betting advice on how to bet the NHL. And, and since that's not here, I will do it in his honor for him. He gave me a couple pits. But so far, Smith's Hits, 12 for 7 on the pod. Pits, 18 and 13 overall on the year. And we got some money line pits for you here so get a pen, get some paper, write them down, and hopefully you'll be able to make a little bit of money. I won't be able to probably give you as much in-depth advice as Zach would when he uh, details the pits. But we got a three trifecta of pits for you on Tuesday. Minnesota at Florida. It's minus 142 for Florida. And Zach says to take the Panthers. He says they're a good bet, bet with Joel Quinwell, even though Minnesota's been hot lately that he thinks the Florida Panthers will be able to uh, cool off the Minnesota Wild, and so take the Panthers, minus 142. In addition, another game, Tuesday night, tomorrow night, the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Philadelphia Flyers. Philly is plus 104. Philly has been hot. They've won four in a row. They're starting to make all the pieces gel with Kevin Hayes. He's starting to play well. Ivan Provorov has been fantastic. Philly is hot. Take them at home over Toronto, Plus 104. Our final game, also another Tuesday game, is Tampa Bay at Nashville. In Nashville, it's minus 124. Zach says, they, even with Nashville struggles, he seems to think they're going to get it going here as they try to uh, make a push to get back into a playoff spot. So to take Nashville on the money game, money line in a close game, Nashville minus 124, that is also on Tuesday. Finally, really wanted to look at the standings and just kind of give you a feel for what the standings are in the NHL if the playoffs were to start today. So if the playoffs were to start today, Boston, Florida, and Toronto would be the top three seeds in the Atlantic Division. They would all be guaranteed. Boston would win that at 43 points with a 12-point advantage over the Florida Panthers. Meanwhile, in the Metropolitan, the Washington Capitals, New York Islanders, and the Philadelphia Flyers would be the top three teams in the, uh, excuse me, in the Metropolitan Division. Therefore, Carolina Pan Carolina Hurricanes, excuse me, and the Pittsburgh Penguins would be your wild cards in that respective order. The Carolina Hurricanes would then wind up playing the Washington Capitals in the first round, and the Pittsburgh. Penguins would play the Boston Bruins in the first round if the playoffs were to start today. The Pittsburgh Penguins, by the way, have a three-point lead over the New York Rangers and the Buffalo Sabres for the last wildcard spot. In the Western Conference, it would be the St. Louis Blues, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Winnipeg Jets with the three guaranteed spots in the Central Division. So... The St. Louis Blues would take on the uh, lowest wildcard team. In the Pacific Division, the Edmonton Oilers have a three-point lead over the Arizona Coyotes, who also have a three-point lead over the San Jose Sharks. So the Edmonton would win the Pacific Division. And the wildcard would be Dallas, 
at, with 33 points, and Vancouver with 30 points is tied with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Calgary Flames, but the Vancouver Canucks right now with similar records would have the edge. Uh, they are actually tied in regulation overtime wins and shootout in overtime wins as well, So, but the Vancouver Canucks would get the edge over the Vegas Golden Knights. The Nashville Predators at 28 points. So that's where you have uh, two points outside of the final wildcard spot. So your playoff matchups would be, just a recap, in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Bruins would take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. In that matchup, the Florida Panthers would have home ice against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Washington Capitals would take on the Carolina Hurricanes. And the New York Islanders would host the Philadelphia Flyers as they have a one-point edge over the Flyers. In the Western Conference, the St. Louis Blues would take on the Vancouver Canucks in the first round. Meanwhile, Colorado would host Winnipeg, because they would have the higher seed as they have a one-point advantage over the Winnipeg Jets. The Edmonton Oilers would wind up taking on the San, taking on the Dallas Stars. Excuse me. What a high-powered matchup that would be between Jamie Benn and Connor McDavid and company. And the Arizona Coyotes would host the San Jose Sharks in the first round as they have a better record than the San Jose Sharks. So kind of some interesting matchups. I think you would go with some very disappointing teams right now uh, would be the Vegas Golden Knights and the Calgary Flames. Even though they're tied with Vancouver, for them to be on the outside looking in, two teams that had much higher expectations. I guess the biggest non-surprise um, would be the Anaheim Ducks and the LA Kings being at the bottom of the Western Conference, which is what Zach and I kind of discussed would be expected in the uh, our season preview issue. Meanwhile, in the Eastern Conference, Detroit has the worst record in the NHL. They still have 17 points. They have lost nine in a row. But talk about some disappointments. Tampa Bay currently is three points out of a playoff spot because they're only three points behind Toronto. But they're five points out of a wild card spot. And you look at what the Buffalo Sabres have been and the Montreal Canadiens, who have lost eight in a row, a uh, couple of disappointments there, especially with the Buffalo Sabres' hot start, that they're currently on the outside looking in. So those are just a few of the things that you can see with the standings in the NHL as we enter the third month of the NHL season, we've had two complete months that have already been played. Hard to believe. But you know what? That's all the time that we have on Puckheads for this week. I will be back next week as well as Zach, I believe, will be back. Uh, he might have something going on next week. I'm not entirely sure. But we will have another episode of Puckheads next Monday night. So come on down and join us for some more Hockey Talk on Puckheads. Have a great week, everybody.